Hi folks, Wooden Boat Dan here. Just wanted to give you a heads up. The podcast you're about to listen to was recorded several years ago. So some of the phone numbers, email addresses, website, links, and time-sensitive information are no longer valid. Please keep that in mind as you listen. If you'd like to contact me, my email address is woodenboatdan at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Hooked on Wooden Boats, weekly podcast episode number 41. I am your host, Wooden Boat Dan, a.k.a. Dan Matson, a.k.a. Dan the Man. And this is the world's very first podcast. Yes, the very first in the world, fully 110% dedicated to celebrating the art, craft, history, and tradition of wooden boats. Welcome to the show, folks. Good to have you. We're going to have fun again today. Uh, The featured segment today is an interview with Ron Downs and Fred Smith of the Smith Brothers Boat Shop on Samish Island in the state of Washington. This is an amazing interview and an amazing story. Uh, The Smith Brothers have been in business for 50 years. Don Smith has passed on, but Fred has kept the reins or the fire burning, along with his son-in-law, Ron. So stick around and listen to that interview. They've built several thousand boats in that shop over the years, including prams, el toros, pelicans, and other assorted wooden vessels. And it's all about wood here on this show, about trees and water and how they intermingle. Please connect with me. You can do that through email, dan at hookedonwoodenboats.com. You can subscribe to my e-news list. If you go to hookedonwoodenboats.com forward slash subscribe, you can write comments on my blog at hookedonwoodenboats.com. And by the way, I put in, I write a blog each week along with the podcast and I have pictures and information and writing and links and so on related to the podcast each week. So please check it out if you haven't done so. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest as Wooden Boat Dan. You can call my voicemail feedback hotline at 424-261-2360. And you can subscribe to my podcast so it's automatically in your uh, sent to your mobile device or your computer Uh, If you go to iTunes, podcast section, and search for Hooked on Wooden Boats, you can subscribe there. And if you enjoy the show, please leave me a review. Right now we've got 16 five-star reviews, so that's pretty cool. I'd like to get that number up, so please check it out. Well, this is a good week for me in several respects. I I was off work last Friday, and it was a rainy day, but I spent... I don't know. I spent three or four hours working on my canoe. And boy, it takes a lot of time to basically machine gunnels. I started out with some kind of rough pieces of what I believe to be, um, what's the mahogany called that's the really pretty stuff? Honduran mahogany. Started off with some kind of rough pieces of that. So I ran it through my planer. Got it down to about seven-eighths of an inch, and then I ripped off some pieces, and then I had to scarf it, try to match up the 
lay of the wood so that if it was concave on one side that the scarfed portion was also concave a little bit. So I spent a total of, I don't know, five or six hours this weekend just getting four gunnels, in whales and out whales, or inals and outals, I guess you could call them, prep for the boat. And I got them cut and temporarily in position now. So the next thing is to uh, epoxy those in place. So the boat's really taken shape, but I'm going to miss another deadline. My July 5th deadline, it ain't going to happen, folks. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, my goodness. Has anybody out there in Wooden Boatland ever missed a deadline? Or no, should I ask, has anybody ever made a deadline in building a wooden boat? Wow, it takes time. I always under underestimate. But I will beat the build time for my last few boats. Uh, my first boat was a dory, which I kind of built while we were raising five kids and I was working full time. And I spent uh, quite a few weekends and evenings, not everyone, and I'd have breaks, but probably over a five year period on that boat. And my last skin on frame kayak, which by the way, I just sold that boat. I probably took me two years to finish it. <laughs> kind of get into the project then you put it on hold and you get busy doing other stuff uh, but that's another story so anyway this boat so my new projected goal is the end of July part of the reason I'm saying that is once I get in and I start actually sanding the epoxy on my lap stitch joints I have a love-hate relationship with epoxy I love it because it's so hard and impermeable and strong and it works so great but i hate it because it's a pain to sand stuff is so stinking hard and it throws out that dust and you got to wear a mask and if you have glasses on they steam up but i'm not going to complain I'm, I'm glad i have it but that does take time uh, so anyway so that's where i'm at on the canoe and i was going to back up for a minute i did sell my skin on frame kayak which i've finished building about three years ago and it was kind of an experimental boat uh, there's a picture on my website under the my boats tab what i did is i took a couple of uh, skin on frame books one by morris and let's see the other one building a greenland kayak and skin on frame kayaks and oh, one's by cunningham and I kind of used those two, and I wanted to build a really small boat, so I built this 12-foot skin-on-frame kayak. And I weigh 210 pounds, I'll admit it, not kilograms, pounds. And uh, boy, that thing, I could barely keep it upright. But somebody that was about 120, 110 pounds, it worked out real well. It was a real pretty little boat. So I used it a handful of times, capsized myself, have my shin scraping as I'm trying to get out of the hatch. Uh, but anyway, so I, I put it up on Craigslist and I had it there for a while. And then I got a call from a guy on Whidbey Island says, Hey, I, I, like, I saw your kayak. I'd like to come look at it. So I said, Well, are you an experienced paddler? Because this is not a boat for the faint of heart. And he says, yeah, I am an experienced paddler, and, uh, but by the way, I'm probably just going to buy it for, uh, for decoration in my home. So anyway, he came over and he bought the boat, 
and uh, he's going to hang it up in his house because he doesn't have a West Greenland kayak on display. He's got several other types of kayaks, uh, so he's hanging it in his house. So that's a good place for it, <laughs> safe out of the water. And the other fun thing is the Greenland paddle that I carved out of a chunk of cedar for that boat turned out really nice. He didn't need the paddle since he's not going to paddle it. And so I reduced the price a little bit and got to keep the paddle, which means I won't have to carve one for my canoe. Uh, because on my canoe, I'll be sitting in the bottom of the boat uh, paddling like a kayak. So anyway, that's the long and short, short story there of the kayak. Let's see, what else is going on? The new, my new graphic arts banner is done. So that's on my website now. I hope you like that. I think it's pretty cool. And I do have on my list still to get some artwork uploaded to an outfit called Cafe Press so that you could go to my website and order a hat or a t-shirt or something like that uh, with my logo on it, hookedonwoodenboats.com. So I'd love some feedback on that if you get time. The other thing I wanted to mention is my buddy Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man who taught me how to podcast last year. I took his course called Podcasting A to Z. It's an online class that goes over a one-month period. You have personal access to Cliff. He does takes you through all these training videos and materials. There's an online forum. You can ask questions anytime. It's a great setup. He really gets you to where you need to be. And uh, he's going to have another class here starting July 9th for four weeks. And if you're interested in all of podcasting, I'd highly recommend it. And if you sign up for that class and you use the discount code BOATS, then you get a $100 discount off the class. I think the class is $9.95, I believe. So you get a $100 discount if you use that. And like I say, there's nobody better than Cliff, as far as I'm concerned, uh, that understands how to podcast. He teaches you the technical part. He helps you kind of decide really what your purpose is and all that stuff. So it's really a great thing. So I would highly recommend it. And I'm going to put a link on my website, or you can go to podcastanswerman.com. And like I say, use the discount code BOATS, B-O-A-T-S, and you get a little discount there. Well, the other news here is I am thinking about writing my first ebook and calling it Building Your First Wooden Boat. And in that book, I would talk about all kinds of things, uh, basically how to... The purpose of the book would be some tips and tricks and how to get a wooden boat built and kind of doing the planning part of it, deciding what kind of boat you want to build, how much you can afford, how long it's going to take, what kind of construction method you should use. Should it be lap strake? Should it be plank on frame? Should it be carvel planked? Should it be cold molded? Should it be stitch and glue? Uh, what kind of epoxy? What kind of finish? Should you buy a kit or build it from scratch? Should you design your own or buy plans? Lots of questions, so I'm going to uh, thinking about writing that ebook. So I'd love to get your feedback on that. Let me know what you think about that. If that would be something you might be interested in picking up at some point, 
probably sell it for just a few bucks on my website and hope to generate some interest there. Okay, we're going to move on now to the interview. Oh, actually, I wanted to announce some upcoming events here. Wooden Boat Show Mystic Seaport, Connecticut starts in a couple days. Uh, it actually starts June 29, 2012 through July 1st. And then the Center for Boats, Wooden Boats, Wooden Boat Festival is this June 30th to July 4th in Seattle. That's going to be a really fun show. I'm going to actually go down there with my son Josh, and we're going to do some interviews and shoot some videos. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. The Scamp Boat's going to be there, I believe, and uh, hopefully a bunch of people that I can interview. So I'm pretty excited about that. And then the Scamp Class, where you can build your own Scamp, along with Howard Rice, John Wellsford, Scott Jones, and some other folks, August 6th through the 17th, 2012. If you're interested in that, contact the Northwest School of Wooden Boat Building. And if you have um, events you'd like me to post my website, email them to me. And uh, if they fit with what I'm doing here, I'd be glad to put them on the website. Okay, we're going to move on to the interview. This is with Ron Downs and Fred Smith. Ron is Fred's son-in-law, and he's been in business with Fred for about 10 years. And Fred, with his brother Don, started this business in 1962, building eight 10- and 12-foot prams and uh, using plans that Fred purchased for 25 cents from U.S. Plywood. And he's still got the original mold that he built 50 years ago in his shop. And I've got, I'm going to have some pictures online and some links to some really cool stuff about uh, the Smith Brothers Boat Shop. All right, we're going to talk to Ron and Fred now. Okay, it is June 25th, 2012, and I'm standing uh, at the Smith Brothers Boat Shop on Samish Island in the state of Washington. And I'm with Fred Smith and his partner, Ron Downs. Welcome to the show. Good to have you here today, Fred. <laughs> well, it's nice that you're here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you got a beautiful spot here. What year did you move to this place? Uh, I, I moved here in 1945. Wow. And uh, but we didn't start the business till 1962. I see. Okay. Do you mind me asking what you paid for the house in 1945? Well, I actually inherited. It. It's been in my family since back in the 30s. Oh, is that right? <laughs> wow. Wow. And you're right on the water here, aren't you? Looking across that, uh, what's yeah. the island do you look across to there? Greenwich well, Island is the main one, and then we I got see. the, the Anacortes oil refineries in the background over there. I see, yeah. So give me a little background. When you were a kid, uh, did you you lived in Mount Vernon? Is that yeah, right? right? I went to uh, th- went through school in Mount Vernon, just okay. through high school, and graduated in 1945. 1945, and, yeah. And at that, when I, after I graduated, my home became out here. I see. My, okay. My parents moved out here, and oh, I, see. I went directly in the service at that time. Uh, okay. In the Merchant Marine. Oh wow. Okay. How long were you in the service? Two, two years. Okay. Yeah. And the war ended. Oh, I wanted to get back home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So, what did you do after that, then? Well, uh, there was a large uh, filbert farm here on Samish Island. It had eighty acres of filberts. 
and I went to work there and started helping them plant trees, and within five years, I was manager of the place. Really? And I, I stayed there 17 years and brought me up to 1962. Okay, so what happened in 62 then? I wanted to go boating, really? <laughs> and I couldn't get any time off. So, I, Oh, really? So I just switched businesses. I got into the boating business. Yeah. I started out by designing and building my own 24-foot catamaran. Cause really? Because as you see, we have, we, have this, we have mud flats out here, and I wanted a boat that could anchor in close. And, yeah. Okay. And, I, and I wanted to be able to take my whole family cruising. Yeah. And, and the, we, the catamaran, we had to have a dinghy on it, and that... Got a little eight-foot dinghy for 25 sets of plans, and and that dinghy was very attractive to other neighbors for for a boat to get in and out to their bigger boats, and we thought, and we was selling them for like eighty dollars a piece at that time. But we thought that was a lot easier than working up in the nut orchard. <laughs> <laughs> so you built you built the catamaran first, right. a twenty-four foot catamaran. And then we then you needed a dinghy for it. So dinghy. Then the neighbors were starting to want them, and it was. Looked like a good way to make a living or make some side money. And so we started contacting some sports stores in the spring. It was for fishing in the fall, the duck hunters. And uh-huh. and then right along in 62 is when the fiberglass was coming in. Well, they, uh, there's a lot of people still would rather have wood than they would glass. Right, exactly. And yeah. So, so it, it's just kept us going. But we got it was slow, and we got into the sailboat business. And, the, and we never caught up there for 40 years. We had orders standing. Really, we never caught up. Wow, wow! So when you uh, you got the plans for that first dinghy from U.S. Plywood for twenty five cents, right? Nine a quarter. So you, two sheets of plywood would build the boat, and that was their way of selling plywood. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow! So was that like half inch plywood? No, qu- quarter inch fir. Plywood. Quarter inch fir plywood. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, do you still build that boat then today? Yeah, yeah we still still build it, and okay. we extended the jig where we built a ten foot model also. Yeah, and I took some pictures of that jig in there that you've had for over 50 years, or 50 years this year, I guess, huh? Yeah, right. Right, yeah. So then, uh, so you were building the dinghies, and then you got into pelicans at some point. Yeah, that was part of the sailboat business. We started, we went to sailboats mainly. We wanted a boat that we could, our big boat had to be taken out of the water in the winter. We had no anchors, good anchorage or storage. Oh, okay. And we wanted a boat we could take in and out of water. We really liked sailing. We'd never sailed before. Mm-hmm. And the pelican fit, a, fit that uh, purpose. So tell us what a pelican is for people that don't know. Well, it's a, it's a 12-foot sailboat. It's a... It's a lug rig boat. It's not. Don't. It's not a gaff. It's. It's got a kind of a square sail. Okay. Single sail. Yeah. Lug and a boom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or a gaff and a boom. Yeah. But it's. uh, That 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 didn't. That was a brand new design itself. We started out. We built boat number thirty eight of the class. Really. And we started brand brand new too. And it it didn't take off real fast. Until we got a few built and started uh, running cruises with them, because we can cruise. We've been corrupt in Nanaimo camping on the island. It's a great camping boat. Oh, okay. It's flat bottom. You can come right up on the beach, and mm-hmm. and uh, you can carry about everything you want camping. <laughs> yeah, it's a pram bow too, right? right. So it's yeah. got a real wide beam. Mm-hmm. Six foot wide and twelve foot long. Wow, six by twelve. Yeah. So how did you pick that boat to build? Well, it, it, it looked something that we could handle and serve our purpose here for winter sailing. <laughs> I see. Yeah. And then the, uh, and after we, uh, the first two couple of years, we only sold four a year, and so 
we uh, with adv- advice from other sailors, they suggested we build El Toro sailboats. Okay. And that's when we got busy for the rest of our lives. Yeah. We built over 2,000 El Toros alone. Wow. So tell me what an El Toro is. Well, it's, it's another eight-foot model. It's a cat-rig sail, just one sail. Mm-hmm. It's uh, great for uh, junior programs of teaching sailing and uh, the yacht clubs, uh, bought groups of them they'd be turning by six or eight at a time mm-hmm. and this even the seattle parks department kept 30 of them on uh, green lake for oh really those were quite, quite a built huh? yeah then they got some park advisor down there that thought anybody in the sailboat was going to get hit on the head and drown and he he just he didn't allow sailboats on the lake anymore oh really <laughs> oh bummer so yeah so uh, so you build a couple thousand of those yeah huh? right yeah, we there, there was a, both of our boats were California designed. Uh, okay. The Pelican come out right out of the Bay Area. It's called the San Francisco Pelican. Yeah. And the El Toro was also a very popular boat down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, up in Canada they had a very similar boat they called the Sabbat. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It, it, there was very little difference in them, but they, in fact, they could sail side by side, and they had no no real disadvantage or advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, we for a good twenty years we took a lo- load every month to California. We had a trailer with in the trailer and truck we could haul between twelve to fourteen boats down. Really, <laughs> wow! That was you and your brother, John. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. was kind of like a vacation. But we'd leave here, load up, and leave Thursday, and be and get travel down Friday, and deliver boats Saturday, and come home Sunday, and back to work in the shop on Monday. Really. <laughs> <laughs> And most of them delivered around the San Jose area. Yeah. yeah. How much did those boats sell for at that time, Fred? Around two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars. Yeah, and we'd have them painted or with sails. And a lot of them had their own sailmaker, and it, it, they, it was a, quite an option. I don't know if I got a old brochure around or not. But oh. Well, they got up to uh, near a thousand dollars too when they completed. The, Okay. With the sales and hardware. Yeah. Did you sell them with the sales and hardware yep, then? Yeah, there was any way they wanted them. Okay. Yep, yeah. So did you did you make the booms and uh, yeah. and uh, masts and so on? Yeah, we made it. A whole, made all the wooden parts. Yeah. Did you? What'd you make the masts and booms out of? Uh, spruce. It got us going on spruce lumber, and we still use it framing our little prams now. It's yeah. Use uh, solid spruce spars. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they're solid. Yeah. So before the days of epoxy, Fred, what did you use to glue your boats up? Well, <laughs> we still use it. We use wellwood plastic resin. Glue. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. The epoxy is just a coating of the wood. Oh, I it see. Seals it up. And and, uh, and we use polyester resin with cloth on the bottoms on the, the boats that wanted them. It does make the boat heavier, but it's it makes it a lot tougher, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Now we use the epoxy resin. <laughs> right. So over the years, you must have sold to some pretty interesting people that you met. Well, yeah, we uh, it was all sold to individuals. We never retailed yeah. them and, uh, or wholesaled them out. And then, yeah. So every time we sold a boat, we made a new friend. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of friends out there. Yeah. Any of those people come to mind that were very interesting or well stand out? Not not all right offhand, no. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, did any of those boats go overseas, Fred? Uh, we other shipped countries. One, one, one boat, uh, one Pelican to Oslo, uh, Sweden, or Norway. Norway, Oslo, Norway. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. We had to create it and get it to San Francisco. 
Mm-hmm. And from there on, he provided his own transportation. I think it went by a railroad to New York and then by ship across. Really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now, are you still building El Toro's now? No, no. Okay. It's the prams only now. Okay. So uh, so I, when did I'm you... Tr- I'm turning 85 years old this summer. Are you really? I, I want to retire. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm 57, and I'd like to retire. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. So when did you uh, when did you stop building the Pelicans and the El Toros? About six years ago, six yeah. seven. Yeah, about ten years. Oh, no, right after right after Ron come in to help me. Yeah. Okay, we've been nine years, ten years, nine or ten years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very cool. So, um, boy, these are beautiful boats here. Um, so you're building a few boats a year now and uh, kind of taking it easy a little bit, it sounds like. Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. Uh, here it is uh, at the end of June, and we don't plan on going back to work now until October. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, you've got a 50th year uh, event coming up here. Tell me about that, Fred. Well, it's 50 years of uh, building boats. Uh, I mean, we started in 1962 as a business. So we did build our own boat before that. was uh, Actually, the Pram was a couple, three years ahead of that. Oh. We didn't, you know, it's, we've had a business license for that long. Really? And at the... Uh, uh, we the, the Pelicans have formed a, a sailing club, and they're a pretty active group. We, they have races every other week all winter, and then we cruise during the summer months. And now that's locally here? Yeah, that's local here, and the club is putting on the regatta. They just oh, okay. permission to do it here. They want to do it like we used to do it. Oh, I see. We, we did it for 26 years. We had regattas here. And really? Yeah, we had 99 boats out on the water one summer. Oh, big, my goodness. All, all boats that I had built. <laughs> really? Wow. And we're trying to round up uh, as much as the old people we can and uh, yeah. see if we can get them back here. But uh, I'm figuring if we get 30 boats here, we'll have a real nice yeah. gathering. Exactly. And what's the dates of that? It'll be uh, the, the 11th, of, 11th and 12th of August. 11th and 12th of uh, August. This year. Yes. And if somebody that's listening is interested in bringing their boat, their If they uh, have an El Toro or Pelican, Pelican, they're welcome to come and say Okay. Yes. And how would they get more information about that? By contacting you. <laughs> By contacting me. <laughs> That's fine. Call me. <laughs> or email. I'll, I'll pass on the information to you. No, I don't have a, a okay. computer. I'm not in Yeah, that. no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, so is this uh, the Pelican Club? Is that out of Anacortes? Or where are they located? Well, whoever. That's We're scattered kind of, all over. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of the Puget Sound, Seattle area yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the secret to building a good boat, Fred? You've been doing this for a while. Good lumber. And it's really? just very difficult to come by nowadays. Yeah. So good lumber. Yeah. We don't even use fir plywood anymore because after the owl took over the old growth trees, there's not good plywood. There's no boat material available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the, spru- the spruce lumber is getting pretty hard to come by. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So any any tips for uh, somebody that's going to build their first wooden boat? Have lots of time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, much, uh, how much time do you guys put into these 8-foot uh, prams? Well, it, it takes a 
it, it would push us to do one complete in a week, being the, the drying time of the epoxy, because they, they all get epoxy. That's not an option. We, right. we feel it, 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 it's so necessary to treat the wood properly that, that we just made it part of the boat. They don't yeah. have a choice. Right. Yeah. So this boat here is is this ten feet? This is ten foot. It's a ten footer, and uh, how much do you sell these for, Fred? Uh, this this uh, without the hardware and uh, and paint, uh, this this would go around eight hundred and fifty dollars. Eight hundred fifty dollars. A beautiful yeah, it, boat. It, it has a, the option. The inside is an option that's been added on here. That's eighty five dollars to have the inside epoxied. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's the outside we try to protect. Most of them are stored upside down, and it, yeah, right. How much does this boat weigh, approximately? About 70 pounds. Wow. It's, it's quite light for a 10-foot uh, boat. Yeah, that's very light. And uh, if somebody is interested in one of these, is there a phone number they could call to talk to somebody about that? <laughs> Would that be Ron's number? Yes. Ron, what, can you mind giving me that number? Not a bit. It's 360-766-7667. Okay, you want to say that one more time for him? 360 766 Seven six six seven. Okay, very good. So, if you're interested in a what eight, ten, and twelve foot? No, boat? twelve. Just eight and ten. Eight and ten foot pram that are beautiful for. They start about eight hundred bucks, and this these are the guys to call because these are gorgeous boats. And that seems like a real bargain because I'm building a boat right now. It's a twelve foot canoe, and I'm going to have at least five hundred dollars in materials in it. So, <laughs> well, in the last kumi that we we were able to find that. For ten foot boats came out of Maine. Oh, is that right? We, there wasn't anything on the west coast that we could find. There were ten foot, you know, eight oh, foot. Oh, that's the material was fine. We would have to scarf everything. Yeah, you know. So that one of our customers found it for us. Really? And they wanted a boat so bad, and they says, "Well, we have to scarf it, you know, to be able to build it." Yeah. He says, "Well, I'm gonna make some calls," and he ended up in Maine and uh, made it. We made a connection with them, and and uh, wow. that's where we got it. Very yeah, cool. Scarce. Very cool. Now, are you using the British Standard 1088 yes. stuff? The, the the good stuff, right? Yep, the good stuff. Yeah, because I know there's you, stuff out there that's not quite as good a quality. That's, that's right. cheaper, but this you gotta stuff be careful. Is, you got to yeah. be careful, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, this is top notch, best we can find. Yeah, that's what we use. Right. So, how did you get into this, Ron? You told me earlier you've been doing this for about ten years with Fred. Yeah, Fred's brother Don was ready to retire about 10 years ago, and uh, Fred wasn't. He wanted to continue building, Mm -hmm. because you were only 76 at the time. He was way too young to retire. (laughs) (laughs) So, I and I was retired at the time, just retired, and I said, well, Fred, just... If you can teach me how, it'll be a challenge. Is, I'll be happy to, to work with you. So that's how I got into it. And mm-hmm. I've been building with Fred for uh, about ten years now. Really, and I've learned a lot. Yeah. It's been it's been really fun. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a great experience working with the wood and yeah, and the unique way that he builds them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really unique. Not everybody can do it. It takes more than just a jig to build the boat. Right. Yeah. What are some of the unique features of these boats? That we're looking at right here. Anything stand out? Uh, well, they're they're not a flat bottom boat. They're, they're oh, you know they roll. They stay right on top of the water. They roll really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Everybody that buys them can't believe how effortless it, it takes to roll one of these. Yeah, because yeah. they've got a pretty Beautiful. good rocker to the bottom. Real good rocker. They? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real good rocker. In mm-hmm. fact, occasionally, if when I first started, if we used 
fur, some of that fur plywood, it would crack when we started. Oh, this. really? Yeah. Yeah, especially out in the bow area and stuff. Yeah. And uh, But the Okumi doesn't. Okumi now, is this a uh, quarter inch or three-eighths inch Okumi? Or? Six mil. Six millimeter. Uh-huh. Okay. Closer to quarter inch. Closer to yeah. quarter inch, yeah. And the rails are mahogany. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have we put runners on the bottom, all oak runners. Oh, okay. To protect the bottom. Yeah. Plus the bottoms are all glassed. And okay. Epoxy. All the seams are glass and epoxy. Oh, it makes them super strong, doesn't Very it? Very strong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. real durable bulls. I, I, isn't there like bolts out there that have been out there like 40 years? Fred? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, so, yeah, there's bolts that old around the cell. Yeah, they're, really? they're still using them. Yeah. 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 So this is a pretty beamy boat, too. What's the beam on this? Approximately, wrong. Is it 55 inches? Yeah, 55. 50, 55 inches. So you yeah. can stand in that boat, and it's real stable to stand yeah, in. Absolutely. That's why the fly fishermen uh, really love them because they can stand. Even the eight footers will stand in them, and 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 they're very comfortable uh, fishing out of them standing. Do any guys put electric trolling motors on these? Or? Yeah, we can't tell them they can, but some do. Yeah. But, you know, they roll so easy. Yeah, you don't really need it, do don't you? don't really need it. You really don't. Yeah. No. So I'm just noticing the uh, the bottom of this boat has some curved side to side, too, a little bit. Oh, it does a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. yeah In addition to the rocker of the boat. Right. Yeah, yeah. sure does. The right in the middle section is dead flat across it. Mm-hmm. But this is the original design that you bought from U.S. Plywood, Fred. Uh, yes, exactly. Really? The, the 8 and 10 footer both use the same bow pattern. Okay. Interesting. Very cool. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to meet with me today. And, uh, Ron, any parting comments for people that might be listening to this? Well, just... What Fred has done in the wood business is amazing. You know, he's been yeah. building the boats for, for 50 years, and I just feel really lucky that I've been able to be a small part of it. Yeah. And I really, really enjoyed it. And like Fred says, you know, the customers are so so friendly to us. They enjoy it. And, and with any little bit of luck, if Fred's done some smoked salmon, they'll they'll take some home with them. Oh, is that oh yeah, right? that's, that's a bonus, yeah, if he's been smoking salmon. I've, had, I've heard rumors about that. Yeah. Yeah, he's real famous for that. Cool. So, so no, I just feel lucky to, to have an opportunity to do this. Yeah, you know, exactly. Build boat. Very Absolutely. Cool. So, do you get out on the water yourself, Ron? Oh yeah. You have a little boat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You have one of these prams, or? Yep. Oh okay. yeah. Go right Absolutely. out here in the bay. Absolutely. Poke around. Huh? Yep. Absolutely. Very do. cool. Very cool. How about you, Fred? You get out on the water anymore? Oh, oh yeah, I still go camping. Oh, do you really? Oh yes. Where do you like to go? Oh well, over to Cypress Island. Okay, we got a beach called Pelican Beach over there. Oh, okay, I got the name of State Park in my career. Did you really? Yeah, it was named after the boat, not after the bird. And yeah, it, yeah. We, we was camping there before the state ever made a park, and so, really, and yeah, and when they decided to. It was a good camping area. We was already using it, and mm-hmm. and it come to naming it. We all, we had a name already tacked on a tree there because the kayaks were starting to come around, and oh. we was putting our <laughs> name on the beach, <laughs> staking out your territory. Right? Huh? Yeah, it's worked out real well. Yeah, very cool. So do you uh, you sail a boat over there yep. then in camp? Uh, yep. You have a pelican now yourself? Oh, yeah, de- definitely. Yes. Okay. I might have to look at that after this interview if it's around. (laughs) I'd like to see that boat. So, anything else you want to say, Fred? 
Oh, I don't think so. It's been a it's been a great life. Yeah. And I'd do it all again if I had a chance. Good for you. Yeah, I've noticed people that make wooden boats are pretty relaxed. You seem to fit in that mold pretty well. <laughs> Having a lot of fun every day at work, right? Yeah, well, we're, that was 17 years in the nut farm. Learned <laughs> <laughs> me how to exist building boats. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of money in boat building. We've had a lot of competitors try to build El Toros and whatnot, and they all went broke out. They oh. couldn't make a living like they wanted to have. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks again for your time, guys. And uh, like I say, you'll be famous within days of this podcast being published. So <laughs> you're going to start getting orders like crazy. <laughs> thanks for joining me today. I'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. Thanks, Ron and Fred, for your great hospitality and for doing the interview. Uh, I didn't mention before, but uh, I called Fred at about 1130 in the morning on Monday. He'd never didn't know who I was or he'd heard of me, but I'd never talked to him before and set up an interview. And 45 minutes later, I was over at his house on Samish Island, right on the water, doing the interview. And it's interesting because their shop is uh, only 15 or 20 minutes from where I work in uh, Burlington, Washington. So that's pretty cool. And I'm hoping to go out there this summer, August 11th and 12th for part of the regatta they expect about 30 pelicans and El Toros to show up, and Fred's going to probably smoke some of his famous salmon. And if you have any interest in, in attending that, I'm going to put the uh, phone number for Ron on the uh, website so you can give Ron a call. And actually, I'll give you the number here, 360 360-766-7667. If you're interested in attending that regatta, you can contact Ron at that number or email him at downs, D-O-W-N-S, at clear.net. That's downs at clear.net. Thanks again, guys. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by going to my website to the resources page, clicking on any Amazon product on the page, going to Amazon and making a purchase of anything on Amazon. I get paid a small commission if you do that. Uh, the other way is if you go to my website to the home page and you click on the Jamestown Distributors banner, that takes you to their website where they've got a lot of marine and boat building supplies. If you purchase anything there, I get paid a small commission also. And if you'd like to uh, go to iTunes and leave a review, as I mentioned before, I would really appreciate that. Well, once again, it's been fun in wooden boat land. And uh, hope you guys had a great week. And get out on the water, work on your boat, varnish your boat, go rent a wooden boat. Just get out on the water in a piece of wood, and you'll have a good week. So wooden boat Dan, over and out. Have a great week. Keep the sunny side up and the barnacled side down. We'll catch you next week. Thanks. Thanks.